Good afternoon, I'm Joe Dworsky, and welcome to Freedom to Buy, presented each week by Supernet, which is the only payment network that enables credit card payments for cannabis merchants and consumers. Each week, our podcast will take you behind the scenes of banking, finance, payments, and technology to help educate both businesses and listeners like yourself on how to make the most of your purchasing power in the world of credit. Today, my next guest is a 27-year-old disruptive entrepreneur as well as finance and Web3 specialist, Joao Fuad. Joao leads Highline Venture Builder, an international hub for companies, investors, and startups dedicated to promoting new businesses and technologies for the Web3 and blockchain era. Joao, welcome. Thanks for having me here, girls. Well, it's all our pleasure and very excited to learn more about Highline Venture Builder, as well as what you're doing with Web3 and blockchain. A plethora of information that we can dive right into. So why don't we uh, start with you giving us a little overview of Highline Ventures, what they do, and what's the mission of the company? Well, great that you asked that. I mean, first of all, I don't see anyone that starts like a group or holding or a paper start with that idea. You know, we just started as a marketing agency, but I got deeper and deeper into my client's product. So, and financial issues and stuff like that. So after I worked so hard, I said like, I don't want to work from, from you. We don't have like a client relationship. We have like a more partner relationship. So we start to integrate that, that project into an ecosystem. So nowadays we just developing the, the biggest hub in, in Brazil. And I don't know about Latin America. So I just say Brazil of innovation, do this new technologies of, uh, web three. So that's our mission, just to, to build the world that we believe, uh, that technology in a way and to serve us humans, of course. Okay, great. That's, that's interesting. And obviously this is you more, your generation. I mean, I'm, I'm older than you and this web three blockchain uh technology is uh, the 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 new millennial generational technology that you know obviously we're going to all eventually be uh, involved in in some way shape or form can you share with our listeners what is web three and expand on what web three error means because i know i'm not 100 percent familiar with web three it, it's kind of an interesting term because like when we actually create internet, we call this web one, but no one knows that. So web three, it's a term to these new technologies as metaverse, blockchain, NFT, cryptocurrencies. But the most important about this actually is that web three comes through like giving power back to people. So if we put in that way, we just create in the web three environment. So let's say that nowadays we live on web two. If you look to the history, web one was this informative websites. So it was before everybody was connected to the internet. But do you remember like in the old times, not that old, but I don't know, 15 or 10 years ago, you were just going to this Yahoo and search for the closest uh, restaurants. 
So that opens a website. You, when you open that website, it's just like this number. So you have to get the phone and call it to the restaurant or to order a pizza, for example. So this is web one. So it's more informative, but no interaction. When we navigate through Thai, and that's like nowadays Thai, we live in web two. So it's interactive. We can record a podcast by the way. So now, now I'm in Italy and I can speak like worldwide. We can like on Instagram, we can chat. So this is interactive. So it's the second I. So informative was web one, web two is interactive and web three is integrative. So by that, I mean, if you look to the metaverse, uh, for example, it's not only uh, you and me through screen. We are in the same space. But the most important about uh, Web3 is that uh, we need massive adoption. And to that is just ideas and a group of exciting people trying to change the world. So I guess everybody knows what is the NFT or it's, if it's not, don't actually get attached to that term. I already changed that to a digital collectible <laughs> example, but you own that. So if you're not like, oh my God, what is going on with metaverse? Let's just change to uh, internet 3D. So I'm, I'm just kidding here, but you know, just real time space and don't go to crypto and oh, oh my God, what is going on? Just, just call it as money or digital currency. So uh, web three, so is web, so is web three include the blockchain, cryptocurrency and the metaverse? Is that mm -hmm. all part of Web3? It is, it is. It, and if you just, just to add this uh, detail, blockchain, of course, is block and chain combine it. But the most interesting thing is transparency. Like nowadays, when you like make a transaction to the bank, it's also kind of a blockchain, but it's inside the bank. You don't actually see it. The revolution is that you are going to see each transaction of the words. Mm -hmm. Soon, hopefully. So that's about transparency. The, tech, the blockchain is just the technology. The most important is what action that changes to the world. But yeah, you're right, Joe. So the blockchain is really like the the train tracks, if you will. So everything can operate. And I understand I come from the banking world, and I know the banking world is looking to embrace mm -hmm. blockchain technology. Some banks are more uh, forward-thinking than others, and they're trying to engage the blockchain uh, for settlement purposes, B2B and so forth. I haven't seen B2C yet. Can you explain why the blockchain technology and finance, because obviously you have a finance background and that's one of your strengths, how blockchain technology can help streamline the transactions, whether it's B2B or B2C or C2C? Yeah, well, if you put like in blockchain terms, we say peer to peer, but I would say people to people. <laughs> because okay. behind every every company, uh, they are just people. So if you look to the banks, it's not interesting at the first moment they, they adopt to the blockchain because is transparency really good to banks or governments? I'm not that sure about it. The biggest thing on blockchain is that all the people in the world can see where the money is coming from and where it's going to. So that's, that's changed also because the speed of, of, of a transaction is just greater. Just to give an example, I had to, to move my money from Brazil to UK once, uh, a few, a few weeks ago. 
And through the, like the, the, the normal process, it will take like three to seven days and will cost me 22%. I did that into crypto and blockchain. So I guess it was about 40 minutes and a charge of 1.2%. <laughs> so obviously the blockchain provides speed is, is one, one of the benefits of the blockchain. Transparency, would that be another uh, you know feature? Uh, and safety, would you say those are the three uh, pillars of the blockchain or are there other ones that you know maybe I, I haven't included? I would say freedom in a way because uh, when you, you hold your crypto, like your currency in your wallet, you have your wallet, it's yours. It's, because nowadays we just kind of live in this fake reality that we had our money, but who actually has the money is the bank. If you put like in general coins as the dollars and euros. So I also add like uh, custody as one of the, the, the biggest thing on blockchain because it's your own money with your wallet and your keys. The keys is to open the wallet. So yeah, now the money can be really yours. I see. Now, can you expand a little bit about the, the safety of the blockchain? Because there is a lot of people out there that from a, from a finance perspective, you know, mm -hmm. You always hear about cybersecurity issues, hacking, and so forth. You hear about these issues with the, the the banking sector. So, how can the blockchain make banking safer, or as you would say, peer to peer uh, transactions as well safer? Okay. Well, I don't want to get too technical here, okay. but just 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 to change like two things. So, your wallet it's a thing. So, it's where you actually you know hold your money. Blockchain is the process to transfer it. So um, your wallet can be a wreck, okay? You can hack a wallet. It's on the internet. So everything on the internet, your computer, us here, your cell phone can be hacked in a way. But if you move that to a cold wallet, so a wallet that is not connected to the internet, so we can, we can, we have brands uh, nowadays as Ledger, for example, it's not possible to hack. Okay, but blockchain adds technology. I would not say that it's 100% because, you know, just a few things in life is 100%, but no one knows so far how to hack this. So it's safer than, than ever. And if you look to like some, I don't know, news, if they like, oh, this exchange, that is the, the way we call banks into crypto, the exchange got uh, hacked. Mm -hmm. So actually the wallet got hacked, not the blockchain. And they call. They can go through through claim that money if they 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 go into the technology. So you're saying the wallet of the individual on the exchange got hacked because we heard about all these exchanges recently filing for bankruptcy. I don't think it was for hacking purposes, but maybe you can walk through. Let's use Coinbase as an example. Coinbase is one of the largest, most recognizable. Uh, exchanges uh, for cryptocurrencies and so forth, obviously publicly traded here in the United States. So if you have an account on Coinbase, okay, I guess Coinbase has their own wallets where your account is in, but that's online. That's not cold storage. Cold storage is when you would move it into your own wallet that you can keep in your own possession in a safety deposit mm -hmm. box. Can you talk about you know, I guess the, 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 the exchanges that people transact on in terms of the cryptos and the NFTs like a Coinbase 
and some of the um, the benefits of you know working with that type of exchange versus taking it offline onto a cold storage. Sure. Uh, well, as humans, we handle seeds, right? <laughs> I guess I had to lose my keys. I don't know three or four times just today. So, tools uh, like Exchange, what they provide of service, and and they're like based in loyalty, and you know they are just often that they can hold your money, and you can believe them or not. Money is more about beliefs. So everybody believes in dollar nowadays, but if the word change the idea, dollar just go down. So I would say that for people, they definitely have, need to, to have an online wallet uh, as Coinbase or Binance, for example, that depends on which country you are, so it's work best. Uh, or just use a VPN, you know, and change your country online. That's also right. easier to, to use it. But I, I think it's useful to have like a few money there or it's just something that you know your like daily basis but i will put like my money into a hard wallet that i bring with me or left home so one strategy to to be more careful is to have your keys because it's it's not only a password it's like 12 words okay so you just spread it so just put in a piece of a plate paper just put in in online documents or just a tip you so you can remember the best one is memorize so yeah i will go to to that way and for sure i would never put my nfts on those online only if i want to sell it i got that's the nfts what about the cryptocurrencies same 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 only what i use i mean if i need to transfer i put my on my online wallet and make it Otherwise, it just keep that in a high wallet. Okay, I understand. And I see that just doing some of my research for today's interview. I, I guess I see that uh, you were one of the winners at the 2023 Crypto Daily Awards. Can you talk a little bit about that? Oh, yeah. Uh, actually, when we put this, like all these subjects as Web3 and crypto games and, and stuff like that, the way I see it, as I told you, is I just need to put things easier to people so nowadays when i'm saying a project it's so easy to understand so it's uh, it's more about communication so my background is also in marketing so i was talking to 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 crypto daily and they say like it's so easy to understand so it's easier to the market to accept it so just become like the, the judge through entrepreneurship because you can have you know, the best idea in the world. If your customer do not like you or if you don't get customer, you know, it's hard to, to, to achieve your goals in capitalism. Exactly. So yeah, I would say, yeah. So the marketing, absolutely. So so that gives me a, a good segue. Talk a little bit about your marketing background because uh, I find that interesting. So you started your career into in the marketing world and as we know, Marketing is very important, you know, uh, it translates into sales. And if you don't have a good marketing program behind you, you can have the best widget on the market and no one's going to know about it where the widget across the street is far uh, inferior to your widget, but they have, you know, they're putting money behind uh, the marketing uh, plan. Can you talk a little bit about your background in marketing and how you evolved to where you're at today? 
Well, to go back on, on this, I will, it's like, I think it started during my teenage time. I had several issues during, during high school. I was a, truly a rebel. I got spent three times. And after that, I was just like, oh my God, what am I going, what am I going to do in my life? I don't fit anywhere. So I just uh, got deeper in my self-knowledge and realized that people can be the biggest trouble on your life or the biggest solution. That's exactly how you hand that. So I started to, to study human behavior and I say, okay, so behavior is the, the thing, the most important thing. Now I want to make money from that. So I put like human behavior in how can I sell it? And I just started my, my graduation marketing after finished high school for sure. And studying build things till I got the Highline Venture. So nowadays, uh, when we, we create a startup or make a joint venture, so one of our papers in business is to, and I'm a traveler. So I'm best of the time in Brazil, half of the time, uh, traveling, uh, meeting, uh, new entrepreneurship, new ideas and bring that to Latin America. So every time that I bring new business or start a new, uh, new startup, I provide all the technology that I really developing and of course, marketing again, because our thesis is business needs to be profitable in six months. And you know, the marketing is such a powerful thing that everybody can see everything, can sell everything. But I just, am, I'm, I'm not okay with that idea. Mm -hmm. So I just like to sell things that make uh, people lives better. So when you when you when you say the truth, the truth just sells it. It's uh, incredible. No, I agree with that. And uh, but it's getting that message out there. It's delivering that message. And if you don't have the the voice or the marketing, if you will, behind that product or venture or business, then you know the voice won't be heard and the word won't get out what and the truth won't get out but that's really very very uh, interesting and uh you know how you got where you came from in high school to where you're at today and understanding your background that leads me into my next question because you said you wanted to understand you know human nature if you will and reading your bio and doing my research what I found very fascinating is that you are a master coach in emotional intelligence. And emotional intelligence is very critical to success in all walks of life, whether it's business or personal. But there are many, many people out there in business and in the personal world that don't have emotional intelligence. Everybody doesn't have emotional intelligence. Can it be learned? Possibly, but can you expand on your master coach uh, credentials and emotional intelligence and how it has helped you and your business? First of all, I blame the system. <laughs> so I, I, I guess it continues a rebel in a way, but that's not an excuse. I mean, uh, of course, the environment always win if you look just to, to that one person. So. Uh, but the second part is uh, you need to get responsibility of your life and in order to achieve goals, you are the only one responsible for that. So it's kind of funny that in, in school, we, we learn how to write, we, we 
learn how to read, but we don't uh, like learn how to listen. By that by that time, so I realized that we need to to listen to people. So after listening them, I said like, okay, I need to change myself. But who am I? So I just got this Les Miserables in French. I don't don't remember how it's in English. Mm. But it's just this question like, who am I and what actually I'm doing here? So, but this is just open questions. So I started like looking to the millionaire culture as, as, as I could. So I started with uh, Ikigai, which is a term of proposal. So it's just these three questions that kind of leads you to what is your mission. So what I'm good at. So we need to reply that, that question. What um, I'm good at, what the, the word needs for me, and what people are like, asking for. So if you, if you put that in, in, a, in a circle, that's your ikigai. So it's your purpose, it's your mission. So I just got so, I was so relieved to, to discover that. So I just, I, I just said, I, I want to go deeper, you know, it needs to be a process to get success on, on self-development. Isn't 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 proof, but success actually, you know, gives some keys. So I think that was the the start of everything. So I I started with Tony Robbins uh, stuff. Then I got into this coaching process and have been a journey for I don't know ten years. Completely started, it. yeah, and I think it's going to be at the end of my life. But the, the, the most important thing is everything is about um, people and process. So if you look to like Gene Collins when say like good to great, it's people and pro and process. And also mm -hmm. I, I told you uh, I'm a builder. So every startup that I that I create needs to to get this general to put it. So it's like concrete strategy. So I need to train people to become leaders. And in order they to become leader, they need to 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 get this self knowledge, understanding, leadership skills, and of course, this is all teachable. Okay. Yep. I I definitely um, agree with you on that, and I find that very fascinating because the emotional intelligence component, going back to that, is so critical to success because uh, there are so many people out there that are in uh, they've elevated themselves up through the ranks, but they still don't have that emotional intelligence in terms of dealing with people. Maybe they're smart book-wise and, and so forth, but uh, teaching emotional intelligence is so critical. And, and I'd love to be able to see more of that, you know, in, in business and in the regular uh, general marketplace. Yeah, let me ask you a little bit. Of, go ahead. Yes. Yeah, just, just to add this thing, Joe, because like, People normally think that, that uh, emotional intelligence is not get angry or just to control yourself, put yourself together. And it's not actually about that. It's about managing. So yeah, of course I get angry, but I, I allow my angriness when it's, it's, you know, if I'm a hard situation, I go yelling if I need it to. <laughs> so not yelling, yelling, but you know, get my more serious. So. Right. It's just that sometimes, and that's a, a message to the, the, the audience that is, that is hearing us right now, is you just pay attention on your thoughts because everything is about communication. So we are speaking to ourselves like every time. 
So the order is communication, inside communication. The, the talk you, you have inside your head leads you to the thoughts you actually have it. So uh, am I feeling good? Am I feeling bad? So that is a thought behind it. Sometimes it's just like, what I'm feeling that, what I'm feeling, and you don't know the reason, just stop, look to the past and try to remember because a thought can just go in your mind and follow. So communication, thoughts, leads to action, positive or negative, and then that's your results. So that's the order people should think about it. So your results is just about your actions and that's about your thoughts and that's about your own communication. Just to close that subject, I think this is important. No, I, I agree with you, Anna, and I appreciate that explanation. I think our listeners you know, will appreciate that as well. Uh, it's expanding, expanding because the emotional intelligence is critical. You know, um, it, it really is. I mean, the, the listening component, everything that you said, you know, spot on. And I, I just, you know, I'm glad we're talking about it because I see so many people in all walks of life that just don't have that capacity for for the emotional intelligence or they don't have the emotional intelligence. Can they get it? That's a question mark because there's a component of emotional intelligence, as you know, that's more empathetic, showing that empathy to others. And if you can show that empathy to others in all walks of life, whether it's business or in the personal world, that's a form of emotional intelligence. Sure. And a lot of people don't have that. I, I don't know if they have the capacity or if they don't care. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure which one it is because you know I, I've run into a lot of people, and you, you know sometimes you, you scratch your head: is it environmental or is it just? you know, something that can be taught. Um, can you talk a little bit about your team, uh, how, you know, how you operate, maybe some of your clients that you're working with? I, I see you obviously you've done some stuff in the NFT world, but can you expand a little bit more about exactly what you guys are working on and um, the types of clients that you work with? Sure. And I think so everything is about awareness. And we just actually go through awareness when you have the problem and you are inside of that. So what is highlighting every, every project, every company highlight is tokenize it. So let's put this as little pieces, okay, in the internet. So the no equity is the percentage of, of the company. So we just put this on internet. Let's put it on that way. And I, uh, just a few years ago, one of my, my closest friends started a startup in the US. And as I was, I think I was like 19 years old, I said like, okay, I want to be the investor. So it was about, I didn't have like that much money by that time. Not, I'm not saying that I have today, but uh, I, I think it was like 5K or something that I want to I wanna invest on that project. So I couldn't because I need to open a bank account in the U.S. and do all this bureaucracy, so to change contracts and all those terms. So I said, like, guy, this is just too much. Uh, I just want to send the money and just just go for it. So I just think, like nowadays, the word that I that I that I believe is by that I'm already is integrated. So we kind of create this ecosystem that everyone in the world can invest and in startups or ideas that they believe. So I just don't want to like invest in Tesla because it's just far away from me, you know? I don't have a chat or I don't know what Elon Musk does uh, since they're studying and what is the Tesla plan for sure. 
So I just want to invest like in, in close projects. So we kind of create this platform of tokenization. So every company of the group can be invested from everyone on the worldwide. So okay. that's Highline Ventures right now. We are actually launching that platform in September during, uh, during several events in Europe of technology. So that's the biggest idea of it. And of course, our background is in marketing. So everything needs to be felt. We launched okay. a crypto game. We launched a crypto game, I guess it was like two years ago. And we made like a, a great result from that. So I said like, okay, crypto now it's on fire. We all, we all get like 2021, 2022 as a crypto hype. I just embraced that since the beginning and I said like, okay, the world is ready. So since then we launched like several projects into web three metaverse and artificial intelligence. Okay. And you know, that's the big buzzword today, artificial intelligence, right? How do you see how do you see AI playing into the NFT blockchain web three arena? Can you talk a little bit about that? <clears throat> yeah, sure. Just just to like uh, come down the audience, AI won't control us, at least not so fast. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I I don't I I think it's, we are not ready to integrate NFT and blockchain through AI. For sure, because just about data and stuff, but mainly AI is on hype right now because we achieved the the point of hardware, so now it's possible. But the AI, I don't know, for thirty years, forty years, uh, we are we're trying to reach that. The thing is, all the companies, and if you're an entrepreneur for uh, one or three years or an executive, you are always trying to make decisions from data to become more data driven. But the thing though about data is, where should I put them? <laughs> so where is my data? Where is it? So now we have platforms to 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 put the data and to organize that. But more important than than that, just the 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 best truth is okay. I know where to start with my data. I know how to organize that. So what is next? So that's AI time. Okay. Because it's provocative. So we can generate from that. And ChatGPT, of course, opened this, this gate. I, I would say it's just the beginning of uh, a revolution for sure. I mean, that's what they're saying. And it uh, seems very fascinating. The question is, how does it play out? Good, better, and different. This is great information, uh, Joao. One last question, and then uh, we'll wrap this up. We've talked about you know, the blockchain, Web3, and, you know, cryptocurrencies, a little bit about NFTs, but it seems like you guys are doing more in the NFT world. Can you just give our listeners an understanding of non-fungible tokens and what they are? I see that you've done some work with um, some many celebrities in that space and just explain to them the way that I understand it or the way that I, I like to, uh, you know, discuss it with people is if it's like, it's like, art in the virtual world, but can you expand on it? What an NFT is? Mm -hmm. Okay. If you put like in the term is no fungible token is something that you can't combine. So let's say you have two apartments of 100 K each. If you combine it, you can't combine it. So you have only two apartments. It's not 200 K. So that's the difference between fungible token and a non fungible token. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, that's just just to to start with that. But the way I look NFT as celebrities and stuff like that is the revolutionary. It's not saying it's not to talk about NFT at itself because the technology needs to serve us. Let's let's say that you you are going to a concert and you bought the ticket, you're so excited, but you just got ill. So you're not going to, to that concert that you want to sell the tickets. So you, nowadays you go to a marketplace or a community chat, uh, a fan base and they're like, Hey guys, I have this ticket and you send it. So someone texts you, say, I want to buy it. And okay, did you send the, the tickets to email before it got paid? Can be danger. I know, you know, I have a lot of scammers around. So if that is an NFT, you can just say that you're going to, to, to send it. So the, the, the person can send me the money and the ticket only uh, arrives to that person if the money arrives at the same time. So that's the power of the NFT if we start saying about concerts and tickets. Mm-hmm. Another problem that we are, yeah, it's like a smart contract. Mm-hmm. So let's say that's like this invisible hand that hold both so the money and the tickets and it's uh, it's written on blockchain so it can be changed so at the same time as the ticket is moved or transferred the money goes to the other person so that's a benefit way way better than nowadays uh people like need to sell tickets also another problem is that a lot of people say in the concert they they buy like 10 12 30 tickets so Taylor Swift just just opened a, a concert in Brazil and they're like was out for uh, 10 minutes, 12 minutes because people bought like a lot to resell it. So you can also put a rule on your industry that every time that they sell, you get a 15% commission. So no one would like to sell it. So we kind of have these this, this strategies just to get like fans life better. And another example, Joe, it's like uh, flight tickets. So I bought my, my flight to another country, but uh, if I can't uh, attend to that flight, I'm just lose it. Or I have to, to change it, but I can't transfer to you. So that's fascinating. I mean, that that's a great overview of understanding an NFT. I mean, I'm sure you can talk about NFTs <laughs> for hours. Um, I, think that I wanted our listeners to have a, a basic understanding. I think you did a great job because I, I know it enlightened you know my understanding of an NFT. Well, let's wrap it up. Uh, you know, we're on our 30 minute mark. Um, I thank you for your time, uh, Joao. Thanks for listening to Freedom to Buy this afternoon, presented each week by Supernet. Uh, you can learn more about our payment network by visiting our website at supernet.ai. You can also find us on our podcast, uh, Freedom to Buy at cannabisradio.com. Uh, as well as Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Um, Joao, how can our listeners uh, find out more information about yourself and Highline Ventures um, if they are looking to learn more? Well, if I like more into a corporate world, my LinkedIn is Joao, not that easy, but J-O-A-O, Vlad, F-O-U-A-D. So LinkedIn is kind of the best or just use the same name on Instagram. Okay, great. Well, thanks again for joining us this afternoon. 
And please join us next week to learn more about your freedom to buy. Thank you, everybody. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.